You're listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are the worst Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play some games badly and then talk badly about said games. Uh, we've got a bit of a... You've got a very thoughtful expression on your face. I mean, well, no. Let's let's not push <laughs> the friendship here. But when you say the worst, what's the competition? Is it us? Um, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I've listened to some of our episodes. You haven't. So I think I've got more of an opinion about this. I know, but I, I feel like to have a worst, you need some kind of ranking with something else. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it, it's a podcast. It's just words. We're just talking and people have to listen to mm. the crap that spews out of them. It was the best of podcasts. It was the blurst of podcasts. Yes. Um, you stupid monkeys. Um <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we have a couple of things on. This is this is getting to be a very, very busy month for us. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff going on. We've got Thoughtless Bowl happening in a couple of days. We have Paint It Brown going on. We have podcasts that we have to do on both of those said things. So why don't we just throw in another podcast before those podcasts? Yeah. And- over podcast our podcasting selves well this would get us podcast supplies high which means we can then take three months off right well yeah i mean yeah, and then we just thing. we just consume three the surplus yeah. i was thinking well, I mean, six I, I mean you know I, I start with three i'm happy to be <laughs> it's like when you put in leave right you put in a leave application for a thing and you're like well i'm putting in a request for this but if you want to give me more go nuts yeah <laughs> I mean, the actual fact is I'm not coming back anyway. (laughs) (laughs) What they don't know. (laughs) What they don't know. Uh, So we thought we'd do something a little bit different today. Uh, We've been talking for some time about having special guests and none of those people were available. So today we are joined by the man of a thousand names, Mr. Wack the Ewok, Mr. Are We Having Fun Yet, the TCG's only, only fan, Clinton. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. That's all right. Can you did say that it was going to be the worst podcast, and yes, you got me on. So well done. <laughs> no, 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 we've already set up the worst podcast. Like that's the baseline we're working from. So your your only way is up from here. There's a hole. <laughs> I don't know. I think we can still sink lower. Nah, there's a whole Let's song from Yaz about that 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 <laughs> saves us, Eddie. You're I, here, I just you're here to improve us, mate. Like. Let's let's get no no illusions about this. We're uh, floundering at the bottom, and so therefore you're here to to somehow lift us above the sea level. Uh, yeah. Good luck with that. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We we're starting on strong, aren't we? I love it. Um, but what we thought we'd do there are crap loads of things on, like not just the things that we are doing, but there seems to be an influx of tournaments, events, things like that happening. 
Like I said, we've got Thoughtless Bowl 4 happening on Saturday. There is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's a 6th edition fantasy event coming up. On next weekend, I yep. think there's, yeah, there's there's a few different pieces going, going on. I think some guys are, are practicing for... Uh, Kings of War fans coming up. Yeah. I think they're starting some conquests. They're trying to get some things going on. So there's lots. Not to mention, you know, 40K as an, a whole thing that has had a whole new, you know, dawn. Not yet. Not. No, that's coming No. <laughs> We're kind of pre-dawn, aren't we? <laughs> is it coming yeah. up? Is it this week, Clinton, or is it next week? It drops on the 24th, I believe. Okay. Next so, week. Yeah, next week. Oh, we don't care. No competition for Thoughtless Bowl. That's all that matters. No, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> because the 40K release was going to be the thing anyway. <laughs> I know, I know. So with all of that coming up, with events in general being a thing, with COVID being non-existent anymore, uh, we thought... <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. We thought we might have a little bit of a chat tonight, and this is probably going to be a very unstructured just ideas thrown <laughs> something different yeah, I'm just about to say <laughs> going away from the norm there we go going away from it well we're trying to improve um, <laughs> but a talk about tournaments and events in general what what goes into joining an event what sort of preparation do people need to do what sort of you you're sitting there at home browsing facebook because you don't want to feed the kids or whatever you're trying to avoid. <laughs> I'm ignoring reality. Yes. yes. You're browsing Facebook. You come across something, a new event saying, come play this game with us. And you think for, your, for a moment, that's a good idea. Yeah. You don't know why you think that. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason you sign up, you pay your money, and all of a sudden you've committed yourself to an event which you should turn up to, not necessarily the case, but, you know, let, let's say you're still planning on turning up to said event. You, you have entered a social contract, and that yeah. is one that you should honour above all else. Jesus, the pressure on all of this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, no, well, you know what? Yeah. That's actually pretty much the, the, the way it goes. Uh, <laughs> for me, the biggest thing is obviously how far I travel is so if it's local g yeah, geelong sort of based tournament then that's 100 percent what i'm looking for straight away but um yeah first off it's got to be the system that i like so mm -hmm. blood bowl big tick you know 40k big tick um but in saying that though i joined a lord of the rings tournament just because i'd never played it before um and it looked like fun I mean, that's, that's also a thing too, is, is joining an event is probably an easy way to learn the game, provided, of course, the, the event's not sort of focused at high-end players and people wanting to win. I mean, I have not played in an awful lot of tournaments. I could, I mean, I've done more tournaments for Thoughtless uh, than I have actually played in. But I did that Malifaux tournament way back when, which was, uh, what was, what was that promoted as? That was a, uh, it was noob friendly. Yeah, it was, it was very beginner friendly. We, you know, and they, they tried to structure that a little bit so they would put 
new players round one against more experienced players. Not so they got absolutely thumped, but so you had someone who could answer questions and help you along and kind of remind you and get you kind of going for the day. And before they, you know, it was kind of, you know, putting everybody in the, the you know, kiddie pool before you threw them in the deep end. And those the particular hope. tournaments actually are quite um, pleasing to the eye as well, especially if you are a beginner, because you want to be a part of the tournament scene, but how do you do it? Um, do I have enough experience to be able to do it? Because playing normal games against another opponent that you would normally play against every week sort of thing doesn't really judge your skill. You, you know who the other person plays or that sort of stuff. So going into a tournament is a whole new level of, of experience of, of playing against different people, different mindsets, different armies all the time. So if you've got a tournament that is literally going to have expert players playing but teach you along the way is is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Um, so let's say... We've seen this thing on Facebook. We, we've signed up. We've committed ourselves. Mm-hmm. What sort of preparation goes into getting yourself ready for said event? <laughs> Again, depends on the event that I've, I've chosen, but generally it's, holy shit, do I have enough models? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, so that's it involves shopping. Yes, generally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, it's it's sussing out what it is actually required to play said tournament, seeing what I have, and then going from there. Um, when it comes to forty k, I already have an idea of what a list building is like. Mm-hmm. So I will already create a list before I look at the tournament and go right. I can play that particular army. When it came to Blood Bowl, because it's such a, a cheaper game to play, I might just go right. I'm going to go play Norse now because I've never played them before. So let's buy the Norse team, build it, paint it, get it going. It's a cheap buy-in, but I would also suggest with something like Blood Bowl that the difference, the learning curve between teams isn't anywhere near what it is like in 40K. Oh, nowhere near. No idea. Um, Yeah, Blood Bowl is pretty much the same rules for every single team it's just little differences here and there depending on how the team plays when it comes to 40k yeah every single army is completely different you have your base rules of course but they're they're only make up probably about 20 percent of the actual game the rest of it is your actual army and how you play them so yeah to get stuck into a new army on 40k is very very hard especially for a beginner so if you're you're choosing an army and you know it doesn't have to be specific to say blood bowl or 40k but if you're choosing an army for a tournament like what sort of things are you taking into account are you are you going well this looks like a cool model this you know i want to have a theme i want to do this power play like is there like a general i'll give you an example um when i played lord of the rings um I chose that particular army because I really, really liked the elves mm-hmm. and I wanted to paint up um, Galadriel mm-hmm. and, and get her. And I had no idea who she ran with, no idea who the actual army was, didn't know whether it was a high tier, a low tier, a medium tier. I just wanted to play elves and just get them out there and have a little bit of fun with them. Um, 
so that's pretty much it. Preparation is for me is is very theme based to start off with, and then once you actually get to know the game, then I adjust the army there. So, was there a conversation sort of before? that'll happen right where you went right i know i want to play owls i know i want to play this one character and then you go and annoy somebody who knows what the hell they're doing and being like all right give me give me a rough idea or is it just like no i'm just going to build a list and (laughs) as long as it's legal fuck it let's roll um the amount of people that are pissed off with me for the amount of questions that i've been giving them no 100 percent, i always try and get as much research as possible beforehand um generally i'll run a few lists uh by yeah whoever got me into the game to start off with Mm-hmm. Uh, generally then they say, you know what, I'm going to handball it off to someone else. You ask them. And then I, go, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to tell you no more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then they all regret it in getting me in the actual system in the first place. So it's perfect. Yeah, that, that, that rings a bell actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got, uh, you've got a player's pack, I'm guessing, for most of these events. Yes. Yeah, generally every tournament you have some sort of player's pack, which have, obviously has a guideline as to how the tournament's going to run, how your army's going to run, uh, what is required. So that is a really good basis to, to start choosing a team, choosing an army from. So really what we're saying is if there's a player's pack, let's make sure we read it, people. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Go over the players' pack. There will be – like because every, every tournament is going to be different. Every, you know, we've got uh, – like I said, Thoughtless Bowl on Saturday, and then we've got Mayhem in September. And the way that these two events are being run is completely different. And if you, oh. you haven't read up on, on what is actually required, then you're putting yourself behind the eight ball straight from the start, I think. 100%. 100%. So, thinking about a lot of these, and I I know Blood Bowl is probably, as we said, it's kind of an easy option to go, fuck it, I'm going to try something new. A, the learning curve is not too bad. B, there's not that much to buy slash paint. But with something like a Lord of the Rings or a 40K or one of those bigger systems, how much do you go, all right, what have I already got on a shelf ready to go that I can somehow massage into said player's pack to make a list that suits, right? And how much you go, ooh, here's my opportunity to either start a whole new project or B, just add this other stuff that I wanted to paint or add to existing things. It, it all depends. Um, yeah, exactly right, as, as to what sort of models you already have on the shelf for me. Um, like, with 40k, I already have demons, so therefore, if I need to buy an extra model, it's not going to cost me as much as buying a whole new army. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Lord of the Rings, I bought Galadriel to start off with, and I'm like, well, I'm already invested here. Let's just keep buying more elves. Um, with it, as I say, with Blood Bowl, because it is a bit cheaper, um, buying a new army for that's that's no issue. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely definitely factors into what you already know who you what you already have on the shelf. Um, it's probably a time constraint too because, you, you know, if you've got a 40K tournament ne- next weekend, for example, you're not going to go out and buy a new army. 
<laughs> That's quite a talk. Uh, yeah, exactly right. I have seen some meta you want to sleep. paint the night before, literally a, a full 2,000-point army just spray in there, just quickly put on a couple of extra different colours to make it the three colours that they need for it, and that's it, they're done. And I was, yeah, I was astounded by that. <laughs> astounded, but also disappointed by the standard in which they rocked up to the army, which they've literally shown up with likely – the the best medalist at the time that they've yep. managed to scrounge between the last event and this event because that one won last. Um, <laughs> 100%. Actually, yeah. some guy rocked up with a ghost army that he did, which was basically just black, a uh, little bit of white, and put the contrast over the top of the white, and that was his ghost army. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the moral of the story here is be better. Yes. Than, than that guy. Well, to, um, distinguish the, uh, to distinguish the units as well, he put rubber bands on each one. When or I mean, <laughs> and we've been asked to to help judge sort of the the painting requirements for a, a few different events and things like that. And I'm just like, all right, so three colors, yeah, yeah, I suppose if you think, and then you know, bases. I mean, like just, and this is me coming from a very sort of hobby focused side of even yes. tournament gaming i suppose um and you know there's arguments to and from but i'm just you, you want to put something down that's going to make your opponent not have a worse game yes yeah <laughs> no i agree i i won't rock up to a tournament unless it's fully painted um i don't care if i'm playing gray plastic or, or whatever but me personally i need to have that army painted to at least, yeah, about eighty percent of my ability. Um, to yeah, it, it gives you that immersion. It gives you that that sense of fun. And as you said, it's fun for the opponent to look at all these pretty things as well. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm sure I've shown up. So I have also been known to be painting the night before. Generally, not a whole army, but you know, stuff finishing off things. <laughs> um, and I've probably been known to show up to. I've definitely actually that's a lot. I've definitely been known to show up to events. Um, with unfinished, some unfinished models. I'm sure that's happened. And particularly, I'm, I'm hearkening back to Malifaux when your list isn't set, right? Mm. You have yep. you have the entirety of the game to choose models from yep. and then you choose at the start of every game. So, I mean, I, you know, glass houses and walking around naked is one thing. Um, but... Yeah, I think there's just a level of effort. If if what you're doing is coming to hardcore win. Um, but my soapbox aside, <laughs> so we've got a tournament. So it, it's a game system we're interested in yep. either because it's one that I, I want to – and actually let's circle back to this because I think this is interesting because we have heard it said that everybody who goes to a tournament is there to do their very best. Uh, apparently, yes. I mean, the internet said so. <laughs> yes, of course, it's got to be right. Definitely. There is actually a couple of people I know of in the 40K that are there for what's called beer hammer. Uh, that is all they're there for. That's all they want to do. And they are the finest players to play against. <laughs> <laughs> You've met Eddie. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's... And, and the one that you kind of called out, which I really like, is, hey, it's a game I'm interested in and this is a really good way to get a lot of gaming in 
in a very short space of like it's concentrated gaming time. I'm going to learn this game. Yep. Um, And I feel like that's underrated as a reason to attend a tournament. And I would even go as far to say probably doesn't matter who else is going. Like you're going to learn. And sure, you might get one game out of that day where you've rocked up and somebody's there to win and you are there to learn the game and they just stomp the living shit out of you. I still find that to be a learning curve, to be quite honest. Absolutely. I mean, you're still getting something out of that game, right? Particularly as if after the game they could be like, here's how I stomped the living shit out of you. Exactly. Uh, And I don't know many many players who aren't happy to have that conversation. Here is how I won. Exactly. No, actually, that is true. That is very true. Um, I have been smashed many a times, and they have come up to me at the end going, I wanted to tell you to go this way, but I really wanted to smash you at the same time. So, (laughs) but as I say, it's a learning curve, so it's good. But when I first started, like I've been in the hobby for probably about four and a half years or so now. Um, When I first walked into the GW store, said, all right, I'm looking at demons. Here we go. Let's, Let's play that. Six months later, I was playing my first tournament. No idea of money, the rules. I painted up the army. Um, I was like, all right, I need to learn how to play this. And as you said, the tournament is the best way of playing it because it was a five-day, a five-game, two-day weekend. And I got so much experience out of that, so much um, just just learning curves and realizing how shit you really are is, is a great way of learning. <laughs> it's a bit of a wake-up call, but also like 90% of tournaments draw the next round based on the results, right? That's great. There are a few that don't. Yep. So by game two and three, you're playing against people at a much leveler kind of either ability or attitude. Yeah, that's what you introduce. Or luck. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and I feel like that means that even if you're not great at the game, you don't know it that well, you just want to learn it, right? By, by the second game, you're probably playing someone who doesn't care yeah. and they're happy to, to give you some tips and hints and things and, and whatnot. And, I mean, I've even played against very good players that were happy to go, ooh, you sure you want to do that? Yep. Because they're still going to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the nice people. <laughs> Those are the really amazing people. It, um, yeah, the very first tournament that I played, um, by the time I got to that last game, we both hadn't won a single game. Um, and so we were both trying to help each other out, going, my army can do this, my army can do that, so let's watch out for that. Let's let's do this. Maybe let's try and set it up on the battlefield so we can see whether or not your guy can take on my guy kind of thing. It was it was amazing. And it ended up being a draw. So it was good. Oh, <laughs> that's gold. I was almost about to say everyone wins there because somebody becomes last in the tournament and that's bragging rights if not some kind of prize and the other person actually wins a game so every and then you'd both through and that just ruined my (laughs) theory you've you've got five games of a brand new game system that you're trying out to see if you like and and to learn the rules and you've got five games over two days or whatever whatever the case may be so playing casually those five games might take you five months Correct. So you're going to get a grasp of the rules a lot quicker by jumping in a tournament or an event. And uh, equally, if you're trying a game out, you know if you want to play it by the end of that. 
very much so you, you get an idea of the game. You also get an idea of the people who play the game as well. And that's a big part of the scenario. We're getting, we're getting niche here, but yeah. you're right. There are micro communities. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there, there's, there's a few systems that I have dropped because of that particular reason. Um, I want names. Name, name them. <laughs> <laughs> name and shape. Uh, He's still yeah. playing 40K. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> now, that one's kept me going just because I like the pretty models. <laughs> well, we can't. We- we cannot tell Clinton not to play 40K because he's got a unit with our logo on it. Uh, yeah, but you can also play those in any number of other fair, like games for G-Dub, I'm just yeah. saying. He could play them in all of them. Correct. Yeah, full representation. That's it. Anyway, you were naming and shaming. <laughs> <laughs> so we have picked an event. We've decided what we're going to do project-wise, I suppose. How do you go from, right, it's today and I'm going to do a thing to showing up with said thing on day? Like how much do you plan, I suppose, is the the question here? Again, depends on whether I'm buying a new team or whether I've got a team that's already painted up painted Mm -hmm. up team obviously is is the easiest way to go because it's already there it's already painted if you're adding an extra model you just paint it to the same theme a new army requires a bit of planning um, because you need the right theme you need the right uh, color scheme that you want to put on it me personally anyway that is as i say the guy rocked up with a ghost army so who am i to judge Uh, no you are the right to judge (laughs) um so yeah that but um hobby for me is is a really really big part of actually playing a tournament it gives me a reason to paint as well um going to go play a tournament so it goes hand in hand so would you and this is think or come up with a list because of a the models in it or b because you know you can get them that like uh, i have been known to intentionally create a, a list with a low model count because I know I'll actually get the bastards painted. Um, <laughs> or do you go, now this is the list I'm taking because this is a list that I want to take for the game and then work out how the hell you're going to get it done. Uh, pretty much the second option, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I look at the list and as I said, I started off with demons and demons are very much a horde army. So mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of models to paint for my very first army that I ever wanted to, to play. Um, so that actually burnt me out a little bit, to be quite honest. But um, I did go from there to a, um, as I said, the Lord of the Rings was the next one from there, and that was a very smaller army, so I was very appreciative of that. Um, but it is very much based on what sort of list I can create and what looks like it's going to be a really fun army or fun list to play. Mm-hmm. And then from there is, yeah, the, then it's the model and then it's the painting and, and getting it all sorted for the tournaments. So then we, we've got a list. Do you then take that and sort of go, right, well, I mean, I suppose the, the options are, are you just assemble everything as they are in the box paint it as it says on the box you follow the, the and you just do it or do you go here's a real opportunity to do some stuff and i am going to make it my own 
You forget if, who you're talking to. Here. I was just about to say, if I <laughs> no, turn around the TV I know who say, I'm talking to. I, 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 if I go to you and say that I just painted from the box and painted the exact same skin I'm going to show you pink tufts on <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Green blood letters. <laughs> That's it. And, uh, yeah. LED lights for eyes and so forth. So this know. is where I want to get to. How do we get? How do we get pumped about a concept? For me, I like to think outside the box. Um, I don't like the norm. It's never never been my forte. Um, if I paint the norm, someone's already done it, and I'm like, well, it's been done before. Let's try something new. This is a good opportunity now to to go out there and just really stretch what I can do. Um, I'd never soldered anything before. I'd never used LED lights before, um, but I learned how to do it because I thought it would be an awesome thing to have his eyes glow. Um, and paint scheme itself, I color shifting paint, never ever used that before either. I probably won't ever again, but <laughs> it was it was a hustle. But um, the other thing too, no one had really seen Green Demons before, so I'm like, well, let's give that a shot. So. It is literally the opposite color to them normally. Exactly. Yeah. Like I wanted to buy an orc army just for the fact of painting them purple. Because <laughs> that makes them invisible and then therefore I've got no army. <laughs> I actually know a guy who started painting like an orc commando army and just had them all hiding. Yeah. And like in, in like hedges and things and just actually modeled them all. Anyway. <laughs> Tangent. You just have, what, hedges on bases or? Pretty, with, with like orc feet or their head sticking out, like, like just little bits. <laughs> so, like, it's actually a smart way. Yeah, not having to paint the model. <laughs> Retreating into the hedges. <laughs> All right. So we've got, we've now at a point where we've got a tournament, we've got a list, we've got an idea to do something a little bit funky with what we're painting. Are you a, a real sort of project manager here in that, you know, I've got six weeks to do a thing and for that means I need to paint one unit a week for the next however long or or do you just be like, I'm just going to do things until my hands fall off and I fall asleep at my painting desk and then I'll do it again tomorrow? Uh, yeah, that's definitely the second one again and that's usually about two days before the tournament. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, I, I can't manage to save my life. Um, it's whenever inspiration hits is when I get stuck into it. Like I have the chaos blood team that I'm about to, mm -hmm. uh, to run this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, that's only half painted at the moment. I've still got to touch it up. But at the moment, Balakor is just coming to my hands and I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of wanting to paint that now. So we'll see whether or not the team gets done for the weekend. But no, definitely. It, it I of course it will. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. He says with a stern face. <laughs> but does this mean also a tournament is a really good motivator to get stuff done? Very much so. Um, as I said, I probably wouldn't paint half the stuff that I paint if I didn't have a tournament to play. I'm a very competitive-natured person, I suppose, but not to the point where I'm like, oh, I need a medalist because I hate medalists. But... For me to go into a tournament inspires so much more on the hobby side because I know it is for something. It's got to mm -hmm. be – it doesn't matter what the result is. There is a result at the end. Um, so playing a standard game where there's – you can still have fun and everything like that. It's great. But 
for me, I need that result at the end to, to mean something, whether it's last place, whether it's middle of the pack, it doesn't matter. It's just I need to have that result. I really respect and admire the discipline of people who are like, I'm not going to play this unless it's painted. I am not that person. Um, yeah, I, look, they exist somewhere. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like not only, you know, as a gaming result does a tournament do something, but it's not like the narcissist in me says it's an opportunity to show off. <laughs> like you get the proper peacock around with, hey, here's the pretty thing that I made. And I have legitimately been known to go to tournaments with lists that kind of suck because I know they look really pretty. <laughs> um, so I, no, I, I hear you on that whole it's an opportunity to paint like, or it's, a, it's an inspiration to, to show up. And I, I don't necessarily think that that's always because of a gaming result, but often there is – a, a a painting award or some kind of you know system judging thing for presentation and painting and stuff. Yeah, I, that's originally what I started with the armies for. I was I found out about these painting awards and so forth, and like, yep, that's that's going to be cool. Let's see, if I, I'll paint and I'll get judged on it and see how my level of painting skill matches up with the rest of the world or in this case you know the rest of the other 40 players that are here in Geelong but um, I soon learnt really quickly that uh, painting competitions can be uh, how do I put this toxic yeah, yeah toxic rigged um, <laughs> get it, look, it, off. Yep. it is a popularity contest it is it's particularly in these it, particularly in the system where it is everybody like all the players vote yes yeah, and they will they will vote for their friends or they will vote for, for some uh, really cool army that they like over something that was probably painted better. Um, yeah, I, I would suggest that in any one of those kind of systems, it is not a best painted. The, I have, so tangential, but I have actually played in tournaments with people who have won Golden Demons, who had Golden Demon winning models in their army and the rest of the army was painted to a similar state and they didn't even place in a best painted quote unquote. Yes. That's because it's a, a, a player's choice, yep. beauty pageant, you know, what's your favorite thing kind of. I suppose that that's get... why we've never had a best painted. We've just had coolest. Well, that's the thing. It can get really demoralizing um, when you've put all your hard work into this, this, project that you're about to play on the table and yeah everybody else voting for something that i'm not going to say is lesser i'm just like it's different but but (sighs) it's it's really really clear when they're voting for something because it's their friend exactly rather than they're voting because they actually honestly believe that this is the thing that is the coolest thing there exactly so that's why i've changed my mindset now and i paint for the things that i want to see on the table and that i really want to paint or try something different, um, whether it be, you know, bloody diamonds for Harlequins or, (laughs) or yeah, lightning swords, or as I say, LED shifting paint type stuff. It's just, I want to see that. So that's what I'm painting for now. This is hilarious to me because I'm sitting here listening to you two guys talking about how great, you know, it is to get that hobby done and, and, you know, it's a good motivator and everything. And, what are we now, June? So mayhem 
is what four months away. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, and three months away. And I am sitting here considering, okay, well, I've got this team and that's painted decent. Maybe I'll take that. I'm already going with what I've already painted. I'm not even thinking about painting something new. I mean, the flip side is that's also a legitimate choice in that I, you don't – I feel like we're in a space where a, a weekend or a day off to go and play games is not the norm, right? There was a time where I could do that every weekend. It is not this time. Um, so adding stress and pressure and – you know, that kind of extra level of anxiety to something that is supposed to be your time is maybe counterintuitive depending on how you view it as well. Yeah, there's definitely no uh, no shame or no, uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but to, to, to take a team that is already painted is smart, to be quite honest. <laughs> Which <laughs> is why I'm not yeah, going to do it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I want to take something that looks halfway decent and I know me and I know my painting skill and I know that if I paint something, I may not be happy with it at the end of the day. So why not just ignore that and take – I'm not going to win any best painting competitions or anything like that. So, and, No, I think the other half of it though is a, a tournament does give you a deadline. So what it does is give you some focus – for someone who is as unfocused as I am, it gives you some focus to be like, right, I need to get this done by this day. Even if I'm not taking it, it's a forced deadline to get something else painted. Exactly. Because if I don't do that, I'm probably not going to paint anything. I'm probably going to play Diablo 4. <laughs> and in saying that, speed painting is something that you learn very, very quickly when uh, the deadline reaches that last week. And you're like, holy crap, I've got all these grey models floating around everywhere, so how do I make this really, really short time and cut down the painting time? So, My usual painting um, timeline is I'm playing in a league and hopefully I get the team painted by the time the league finishes. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that, is, that is still a deadline and I think it's something it that keeps you yeah. motivated and focused to get more stuff done and that's that's kind of the the goal in a lot of instances is you enter a tournament to a get a bunch of games in and get something some more hobby done and i feel like that's that's kind of and that's you know i'm looking at the same thing for mayhem i'm looking at what don't i have painted so i can make a project of it because that gives me a deadline which means i get something done it's not necessarily a and you know i the the extra competitive side of me says make it pretty um but when you're as talented as you anything that pretty much you touch makes it look pretty so i I just don't want mine to look like lumps of shit next to whatever my opponent's playing (laughs) the fact that it's painted it doesn't that's the thing that's my goal (laughs) as long as i don't look like i'm playing with bloody lego or something which is also a viable option i was just about to say depending on depending on the game if you can paint it to look like Lego, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Lego Blood Bowl. No, nah, but like, you, you know what I mean, where it's like yeah. there's a level of detail in the models and a le- level of detail in, in people's paint jobs and also you know, here's my thing with a with a half crooked 
mouth painted on. <laughs> I mean, I so sort of, but I would argue that anyone who has put in effort, yeah, um, <laughs> surprise, um, but anyone who's gone through and, and done a thing, right, and to try and do a thing or to get better at it, yeah, infinitely better result than somebody who's just half-assed something because they, you know, there's a requirement. Like Man. I've seen, I've seen people show up to tournaments that may not, definitely were not like, no, no criticism here. Definitely were not the best painters. They were learning, they were trying. Um, and I've seen people show up with half-assed armies because there was a painting requirement and they needed a three color based minimum. Um, yes. And you I mean, can tell me, the difference. Yeah, and I know which me, I prefer. Yes. To me, those those three colour painters there, they don't seem to be the ones that are taking things. They always say, feel like they don't want to be there. Yeah, and I think that might come across too with some of the, the, the play as well. So you, you rock up and you, your opponent has three colours, you know, three lines of colour even on a, on a model. And you're just like, well, is this going to be the most fun game or is this guy going to put as much effort into the game as he's put into the paint? I feel like in a lot of instances, those are the people that put 100% of effort into the game and zero effort into that. Like if we, to, if we say you've got 100% of energy to put into something, people will choose to spend some of that energy on hobby, some of that energy on game, and some of that on a combination of both. And I feel like some people dial it 99% game and put three colors on a thing because they have to. Yeah. Um, or Generally because people, they're about to sell it off in about a week. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's no longer the best because they FAQ'd it. Um, <laughs> or you know, other people put 99% of effort into the hobby and show up with something that's absolutely trash into a game that they don't understand how to play with something that looks really pretty. And there's like, again, anywhere in between there. Yeah. I feel like those people that put the effort into the paint are the people I want to play. Majority of the time would be the case. That would be the case. Um, they appreciate the models. They appreciate the other opponent's models as well to go, oh, that might be a you know, cool-looking piece or you've done a really cool technical thing over there or something like that. Even if it's the worst painted model in the world, majority of the time they're the ones that are actually going to be like, that was really cool. I really enjoyed playing you because that particular model over there looked really, really good or something like that. Yeah. So I, this, I is not, this is not me trying to bag out people who are there to win. I'm happy to. Put it on me. I know, it's fine. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, and there's always going to be people that are absolutely diehard. I must win. That's not never going to be me. So that's not necessarily. No. Which is why I, I suppose I haven't played in a lot of tournaments. No, but I, look, I also let's let's if I dial it back a, a, a fraction and be semi reasonable as a human for a, a fraction of a second, it's not even that I wanted there. I want to be there to win. It is I want to do as well as I can to see how good I am at this game. And that is fundamentally for some what a tournament presents. That's the opportunity. It is mm -hmm. to see where you rank in your ability to play a game. And, and okay, some people like that. And it's that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's no. easy to get sucked into too. Like it's it's a thing. Um, and this is where rankings come from for however many systems and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I like seeing 
my name up the rankings, that's for sure. Um, but at the same time, I don't care if I lose every single game, as long as we go out there and have fun. Um, and fun is determined on many different levels as well. If you were painting the models and you wanted to play with them, that's fun. If you wanted to go out there and smash opponents, that's fun. Just it all depends on the person as well. Yeah, and and I'd also suggest that you know, particularly st- you know, talking stage of life, and if I talk about a third scenario, is there's a hundred percent game, hundred percent hobby, but there's also like I've actually just put ninety percent of my time into life, and I'm just able to turn up and play a game for a fucking weekend or a day. And I'm raising my hand here, that so. is the best thing in the world. Um, so I haven't done any hobby, and I haven't played any games, and I don't give a shit because I get to spend a day doing something I like doing, and that's kind of glorious as well. That's one of the reasons why I pay for a tournament as well. It's just to just to have some fun for the weekend or for a day or, or whatever it is. You go out there. It, I don't like this. Is probably Thoughtless Bowl four and the GTO that is coming up. Are the only two tournaments that I think that I'll play for this year, um, and that's because the GTO I've played every single year that it's been on for the last four years. Um, it's just a, it's a staple now, and. Blood Bowl, I can try and get to as many, much as I can, but I think I'll only have time for this particular one. So I'm fine with that. I'm, that's exactly what you were saying there, Jace, is just go out there and just have some fun for the day because that's the only time I get to do it. Yeah, that's it. I think, yeah, let's, let's take – put a pin in that and just basically say, look, tournaments – yeah, are a good opportunity to play some games, but uh, you know they're a great opportunity to have some fun in whatever way, shape, or form that you choose that fun to be. All righty, do we want to take a break, play a song, do a thing, come back? Let's do that. Awesome. Woo-hoo. Catch up. See that little counter going? It says we're back. It's it also gives what's counting back. No, no, no. Yeah, crazy. because uh, because I had to upgrade the thing because it said we only had seventeen minutes, and we've clearly gone over seventeen minutes. So I had to I had to give the money, and now it counts up um, in dollars. That's what that is. Um, <laughs> this is unusual because we don't normally record more than once a year, months a month. <laughs> I know it doesn't normally come up, but here we are. Um, Oh, that's cool. So I suppose a quick, quick recap to, to where the shit we are. Um, we've, we've picked an event. We've worked out a list. We've come up with a wacky idea to put LEDs in things. Um, <laughs> we've kind of, you know, we've done all that kind of stuff. We've, we've worked out how many days and how long are you going to leave it until you're actually going to start painting things. I, back to that concept of some people game, some people hobby, some people do both, right? On 
I've signed up for an event. I've got a list. How much do you then try and get games in to practice? Maybe, maybe tweak, maybe practice, maybe both. Um, and how much do you sort of go, oh, I can't game because I've got to get this shit painted or I can't paint because I have to actually work out what the fuck I'm, I'm taking. Uh, and then there's also the question of how much does life get in the way? So <laughs> I get no painting and no games because exactly. life. <laughs> Very much so. Um, obviously, probably about a week to two weeks beforehand is where I'll try and smash as many games out as, as possible. Um, I was lucky enough to get a few uh, games of Blood Bowl in with you, uh, Jace, before this weekend. Otherwise, coming up to that particular tournament, I probably would have forgotten a lot of the rules. Um, coming to the GTO that's coming in a couple of weeks, um, trying to get a four-hour game in in a day is is very hard. Um, but you try and get out as many games as you possibly can before the tournament. So if I'm lucky to get one or two games in before that tournament from now, then I'll be happy. Yeah, okay. Because ideally, I mean, you, you've signed up for a, for a tournament. You've worked out, I'm going to take this list because I like the look of this army or I want this whole theme going through my through my team or I just want to be able to score with a rot spawn or whatever whatever the choice is you you've taken your list ideally you want to get some games in learn the list make sure that you know that you're playing it the way it's supposed to be played get some practice make some mistakes learn from them and you know hopefully get the speed of the games down a bit too. I think that was that was the other point. I think you know that almost assumes a level of tournament literacy. A lot of people go in and go, "Fuck! It takes me four hours to play a game, and I've only got two and a half." Yes, big time. That's one of the biggest things that I found was how to be as quick as possible, and that was from that first tournament that I played. Beforehand, yes, you've got to take that four and a half hours to learn your army, to learn how it all works, and so forth like that, but. A lot of the time, and I know this from experience too much, unfortunately, um, is you've got this great idea of how your list is going to run and all of this, like this this monster's going to do this amazing thing and this one's going to do this thing. When you actually go to play the tournament, it never does any of that because you don't have the chance because it's blown off the table. <laughs> I remember a, a conversation after a, a day one of an event with a, a bunch of people, right, and somebody was banging on about this amazing combination of things. And I do this, and then this thing happens, and this happens because this is in this aura, right? And then somebody on the other side of the table just went, have you forgotten that you've got an opponent? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <And I'm> just, <laughs> yeah, it was glorious. It warmed the cockles. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a level of... Uh, know what you should do. Like if I if I take a Blood Bowl example as something I know, right, if I was going to play Nurgle at a tournament, I would have to get more practice games in just so I remember Disturbing Presence. And you'll still forget it. That's the thing. And absolutely. You put me under pressure of game time and I've forgotten it eight times. You know, foul exactly. appearance, what the shit? Nah. Yeah. So, no, I mean, obviously the more games you get in, the more repetition you do, the more it actually does start to sink in. But you're always going to forget something for the game. But... Uh, the best thing is uh, cheat sheets. Cheat sheets are amazing for a tournament. So you're a cheat cheat, cheat, cheat guy? I, I love cheat sheet. I don't follow the cheat sheet, but I love a cheat sheet. 
<laughs> the concept of having it there is a bit exactly. of a security blanket. Yeah, okay. the rule is there. Um, there was <laughs> the last GTA tournament I played. I played Black Templar. Their main rule was that uh, they had a five-up invulnerable save the whole way through the game. I even put that in big black bold letters at the top of my cheat sheet saying five plus invulnerable save. Forgot it for the whole tournament. Because <laughs> it was at the top of the page and not in the middle where you were actually glancing. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, on that. After those unforeseen, unexpected, and unnecessary technical difficulties that completely happened because, you know, this podcast replicates life. Um, yeah. uh, we're going back. It, uh, it, uh, I I am hearing zero difference in the value <laughs> that Brett is bringing to this chat. Uh, Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anywho, we have been talking a lot about hypothetical prep and yeah. i think what i would love to chat about is actual things that are really happening in the real world because that's you know and when we say real world we're in the real world of us playing with toys um so can we talk about maybe an event that is coming up brett trashing the place i'm playing um, with toys <laughs> i've moved on from uh, talking and playing with toys well, what, what was great and everybody else missed is for a while there where we were resetting everything, right? Everyone was kind of away, but your Brett's camera was still on and there was just like a little jingle and then a cat just wandered in front of the thing and wandered off again. It was the best. Anywho, back to the question at hand. We've talked hypothetical. I would like to talk about real life things. So <laughs> it was delicious. Um is there a real event that is coming up and why why did you sign up? What are you taking? How have you prepared? What are you doing? Let's let's run through these steps that we have gone through. Okay. Well, uh, as I probably mentioned beforehand, I've got two events coming up. First one is Thoughtless Bowl 4. <laughs> that one there was fairly, very simple. Um, I wanted a new army, uh, mm-hmm. Chaos Chosen. I wanted to basically run a Minotaur. Mm-hmm. Correct. Run the Minotaur, couple of blockers, Put in a couple of linemen, very little rules to remember, which is awesome because I can't remember anything. Um, and then go out there and play and smash. It's as simple as that. Um, yeah. One thing with, with Blood Bowl as well is that you don't really need to learn the other people's rules. You can just go ahead and play. It's, you wing it, right? Yeah, cool. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if we t- step this through the the kind of process that we've gone through, we've gone right. I want to start for this event because it's blah blah. Sh- just shut up and do it. Um, yep. Two, uh, uh, here's an opportunity for a new army. Great. B, list wise, I want to run a Minotaur, which basically writes the rest of the list. Like you've got to add some skills on, but it basically writes itself. Yep. Um, paint wise, you said you you've come up with a scheme. You're halfway through it. You've got a couple of things to do. But let's see. If we get all the way there, then how motivations if we get distracted with a giant demon? Um, <laughs> yes. Game-wise, we bashed out a couple of games to try and remember rules and relearn them and that kind of stuff the other night. So, you know, Juggernaut, that's a thing. Yep. Thick Skull also. Thick Skull also Erebus. a thing. Yes. Our episodes are so much more concise and to the point uh, when we record them the second time. Aren't they just? Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> 
for everyone playing at home, we basically have had this conversation, but then the internet glitched out and we didn't get any of it. So we're doing it again. Uh, you're welcome. And this is the kind of, you know, we've already thought about the answers response. So they're actually fucking snappy. Look at us go. Anywho, that's the easy one. The second one, the antithesis of uh, Thoughtless Ball 4, the GTO. Run us through your well-organized preparation for that. My well-organized preparation went out the window as soon as I found out that uh, it's not dropping until the actual 24th. It's a week before the actual tournament. List points aren't going to be out until Saturday, so you can't really build a army list to be able to actually take to that GTO until that happens. So does this mean they don't know how many points it's going to be? Because the, we, it, it'll always be a standard two thousand point game, no matter what. Does this assume though that GW aren't going to rebaseline the points and just not add a zero to everything? Oh, if they end up tipping <laughs> the whole thing on its head, this is going to go crazy, even more crazy than what it actually already is. Well, didn't they do that at some point with forty k? They they made it like was it command? No, not command points, but they they had introduced like a whole new. Way uh, of playing. They, yeah. did, they did it with 40K. They did yep. it with um, Fantasy as well, with Age, yeah. with Age of Sigma. But effectively, they went, here's multiple ways to play. You can play points. You can play the fucking power level. Um, power level. That was it. That was it. Yep. Um, yes. So what they've done with 10th edition too is actually they've incorporated pretty much all of that. I haven't seen whether or not power level is going to be a thing, but a lot of AOS rules have now come into it. A lot of Horace Heresy rules have now come into it, and mm-hmm. they're still keeping with a lot of the core, core uh, 40K rules as well. Um, but what they've done for this 10th edition is they've streamlined it so that the rules aren't as many pages to read. But at the same time with that, They've made it more harder because it hasn't clarified anything. So, okay. so here are all the rules that you need, except in every situation that's going to come up in the game. Very much so. Yeah, okay. millions of them. Yeah. <laughs> this is the. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised by any of this. It's not the first time that they've brought a new edition out. Not really thought it all the way through. So, the <laughs> core rules in some kind of electronic format have dropped. So we all know That's vaguely how the game is worked, just not with how many points, models, things. Okay. They're currently releasing all of the factions in the same electronic format. That's correct, with a PDF, yep. All right, so some people know what the shit they can bring and others don't. Exactly right. So what's happened at the moment, they're dropping, I think it was seven or eight factions So before the points list gets dropped. Mm-hmm. And then after the points list gets dropped, I think there's still another six or so factions to, to be released again after that. So does this mean that for GTO there are going to be potentially six or so factions that just don't have points so therefore can't play? For the GTO, no. For another tournament that's in America, yes, that is the okay. case. There is a, um Eldari faction that they've completely banned from that particular tournament because... You're not invited to my birthday party. Okay. Exactly right. Very much so. <laughs> but no, I, I believe for the D, for the GTO, we should be able to get all factions being able okay. to play. Uh, just how well you actually should know be. it before going in there is... Well, GW have had a habit of not releasing things at the right time. At the moment, they actually are. Uh, so give them credit with that. They're, they're actually releasing things on said date. Um, so All right. fingers so crossed if it keeps going. Assuming if they hit schedule, we're yep. good. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Just how well you actually know your army before coming You in. don't. Okay. It's, yeah. And That's the other question. I mean, the other uh, 
just logistically too, how that plays out from a TO perspective going, right, we need to get lists in from all these people. We theoretically need to check them because if my experience TOing is anything to go by, you know that whole comment around reading the players pack and them being – fucking people <laughs> are the worst. Um Sorry about that. In no, no, no. In in defence, Thoughtless Bowl Four has actually been one of the best. I think I've had to send two people's rosters back. Uh, that was mine included. Yeah, it was yours. I think yours was okay, wasn't it? Uh, I put leader in there to start off with because you didn't actually. Oh, write it yeah, no, that so that like, was yes. Yeah. I eventually, I eventually got that joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that does so three if we include that. Yeah. Um, but also, that was like three months before the event, so. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I was eager. But no, legitimately, like getting those rosters in on time, checking them, getting back, going, hey, I think you got this wrong. Them going, no, I actually got it right. Read the rules, dickhead. And you going, oh, yeah, no, you did. Um, <laughs> or having that argument generally via email, like that all takes time. And that's time that they don't really have. Okay. Um very much so because they haven't actually got a date for when the rosters are due as of yet. They have said rosters will be due soon, but they haven't actually given a date as to when it's going to be. So it's definitely going to make it a bit tougher on them. That's, that's, sure. that's hard work. And then again on the day, nobody knows the fucking rules. So when someone asks the TO yep, and you don't know the rules and you just kind of. You set. almost feel a little bit of pity for them. At the same time, they are TOs. I mean, you've um, run the event, right? You, yeah. you, you put it <laughs> you up. You want to put yourself in this yeah. position. You're like, TOs, so fuck those guys. Um, <laughs> yep, all right. <laughs> See where this is going. I mean, pretty much the, the response that I would give as a TO is, uh, if you guys can't agree on the rule, then Rochambeau for it. <laughs> that, that that could definitely work, actually. <laughs> I, I would go to that tournament yeah. and I would query every fucking rule. <laughs> well, you could actually pay spectators, like have spectators paid to see this. Oh, mate. And then you could run like a bookie off the peak. Oh, you can make a killing. You could. Yeah, you, you could charge like 20 bucks entry for the tournament and 50 bucks for the uh, spectators. Yeah, exactly. And, and then run a bookie business off the side of it. Yeah, then have a VIP access or something like that where you can actually get to kick them as well. <laughs> Make great and cup. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! You said you wanted to run another event this year, didn't you, Brett? I did. Um, I I'm did. Just, can we can we just do a Rochambeau? <laughs> yeah, look, I'm going to introduce that into like I have plans. I know, you know, I have talked to to throw the dice about my plans, but now my plans involve this. <laughs> change change of scope i love it uh, <laughs> see what sort of insurance liability td uh throw that i have yeah. so we've Back got a date topic. that we've got a date that a tournament is is happening at you've got uh, no idea what you can take how you can take and what's going to fit in a list how how what <laughs> what comes next that, that, that is a very bloody good question <laughs> what does come next? But no, uh, I, I'm pretty much basing it off what I took for ninth edition for the mm -hmm. last GTO tournament that I had uh, with one big change, which is the Balakor model that I just started with, uh, just got recently. So from that, I will uh, I'll build my army around Balakor. Mm -hmm. Without knowing what the points are. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So if I get really, really work mind into this what i'm hearing is 
assumption, points won't change. Risk. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, legitimately, you could go, okay, well, what could I have afforded in the previous edition? Yeah. And hopefully it's not going to be too far off that. It's close and then you just tweak when they drop some things, right? But you know that you're taking new giant fuck-off demon. Yep. That's it. Um, I am also relying on the common decency of GW, and that's probably not a good thing either. So, because um, we're expecting the points to be roughly similar, there might be like a thirty-point swing here and there, that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. if it turns around and GW decides to go, no, we're actually going to do like a hundred and two hundred yeah. point swing, then yeah, well, yeah, okay, that, that changes there. things. Yeah. We deal with that as it comes. That is a uh, you know delivered risk um and if if that happens to be the case with your particular army say say for whatever reason other armies aren't affected as much as demons are yep like that doesn't give you any sort of time to change your mind and and yeah that's how the best decisions are made though right generally on the fly of course um but I am lucky, I suppose, in the fact that demons were my very first army that I bought four years ago. So I actually have a quite a collection of them. Okay, so okay. I can quickly swap in and out where I need to. But yes, yeah. uh, an- another player that doesn't, well, yeah, they're a bit screwed. Little Johnny, who's only got 2,000 points of painted space marines yep. um, and has signed up, is maybe in a slightly less enviable place. Yes. But nobody likes noobs at a tournament anyway, so fuck that guy. All right. Um, <laughs> Didn't we do a whole thing at the start about how tournaments are a great spot for noobs? Absolutely. Oh, I'm just, I'm just enjoying No, okay. But so uh, planning-wise, right, we go, right, I'm taking demons because, frankly, they're painted, so I, I can shift as needed. Exactly. And I have an excuse to paint a giant fuck off Balakor model which is the super cool model by the way it does look cool so noting that that is the only hobby then that technically you have to do what's the plan the plan for it is just keeping black and that's about it no um i want to attempt at making a galaxy wing uh so using this the color shifting paint spray paint that i have which i said i would never touch again but you yeah. know here we are here we, yep <laughs> <laughs> so yes yeah, so that's what i'm looking at there and then keeping his body very simple and making the wings stand out more than anything else yeah. uh the base itself though i just want a big pool of blood and then skulls floating in the blood now that that should be fairly simple to make uh, i mean that's that is a thing if only you had any kind of experience pouring resin now Hmm. <laughs> I have experience, but whether it's good experience is another question. Any experience is good experience. <laughs> Except that a couple of experiences in my early 20s that definitely were. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, all right. Now I, I see where this is going. And, yep, we're going to have to talk about pouring resin in round bases at some stage and how the hell you're going to manage that because I need to work that out. Yeah, that's going to be uh, very intriguing. Great. Uh, so yes, we'll, we'll definitely discuss. We, we, need, we need to come up with something because I have I have similar issues and no current plans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Help me in because I do too. All right, great. Yeah. Uh, we'll we have a separate chat offline. Um, oh my god, I sound so work. Someone else talk. Um, we've got a list ish. 
we are, we're going to bundle the models on a shelf. We're going to pull some shit from. We're going to put Balakor in. We're going to assume that it's the same as last year. We've got our hobby plans. Gaming, I suppose we can't do because we don't know what the shit's going on. Or yep. we can because the rules. Have we can. The, the the court rules have actually dropped. As I said, some factions are out. Uh, I was lucky enough to actually have the demons rules drop this morning. Uh, so I know how my army is actually going to play. Uh, okay. So if I wanted to, I can jump out there and try and create an army list based on what I think the points are going to be and then just run it from there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, to finalize an army is, is is going to be very, very hard until those points drop. But This clearly shows how much I'm out of the loop, right? But I assumed that when an army list dropped, it dropped with the points, but they're doing a separate thing with all of the points after they do. Is that what's going on? That's correct. Yeah, they they've always done it with 40k, where they have one particular book that literally gives you the updates of points the whole way through for every single faction. Right. Uh, never for a new faction because. Does this mean they're still playtesting tenth? <laughs> playtesting. <laughs> I think they're still playtesting fourth edition. Uh, that's how far behind they are. But that, that's that's what we are. We're the guinea pigs. They're playtesting through us. So we go on a GTO because we always go to GTO. It's a good weekend and, and all that jazz. And, and yep. frankly, it is. It's a good venue. It's a good group of guys most of the time. It's, it it's, really is. Yeah. Yep. We're taking a list that we know we can flex depending on whatever the fuck happens between now and then. And, and frankly, we wing the rest on the day. Yep. Um, is there a goal beyond working out what the fuck 10th edition is? Uh, no, <laughs> at this stage, um, obviously winning some games would be a good thing. Yeah. Um, everybody is going to be pretty much on the same level of playing field because it's completely new. Everybody's faction is now changed up so much that it's pretty much just a new faction. Yeah. Um, so when you're going to come out there and say, all right, I've got the best army here that I'm going to go out there and slaughter. And my goal is to win as many games as possible with this particular tournament. all up in the air. That's, that's, you know, a few months off yep. landing, right? Exactly. And then right. they'll release an army book and fuck it all up. Um, <laughs> or okay. the FAQ book. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll and FAQ the yeah. FAQ and then we'll sneak yep. in an FAQ exactly right. or an amendment to the list FAQ that we did. And we won't tell anyone about it. <sighs> or we'll get the wrong thing in the FAQ like they did with the blood bowl. Congratulations, you're a Dapper Dan Man. Get the attention and respect you deserve at home and at work with Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan is available in three different blends to suit your hair needs in a matte or shine finish. Ask your barber for Dapper Dan, also available at all good hardware stores. Dapper, Dapper, Dapper Dan, vintage down for the modern man. How good is MBN? <laughs> that is that is the the catch cry of this episode. Um, also, don't spend more money on models than you do on the internet. <laughs> Take forty seven. <laughs> it's fine. What could go wrong? I'm going to have so much fun editing this. I'm possibly on work time tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> if I'm going to do it, I'm going to get paid for it. Uh, so we have talked Winston, about. You've, you've probably got a guest spot on the only podcast that Jace is ever going to edit. <laughs> yeah, I feel privileged. 
I'm not going to do it well. Let's be real. <laughs> I, I, I didn't nice. say that. <laughs> no, no. At least I made you work for it. So I, I, I'm going to spend more time hunting for some kind of technical difficulty music. <laughs> yes. Twice. <laughs> uh, have the same one. <laughs> no. I mean. I mean, you could. That probably will. <laughs> I, I, I'll find a song and I'll use the first bit for the first one and the next <sighs> bit of the song for the next one. Uh, and I did, oh, but now I need to find some kind of static so we can do almost like a radio dial kind of thing. Anyway. <laughs> That's tomorrow work, Jace's problem. Oh, I really hope I have time for that. All right. Um, we have talked tournaments. We have talked about all the things you need to do to get ready for a tournament when you know what the hell is going on. We have talked about some of the things you might be able to do if you don't know what the hell is going on because, you know, G-dub. Um, and I suppose I got some key takeaways from this, but I would love to sanity check those, I think, and maybe just let's just, just make sure that I'm not I'm not Truman in this one, right? But pick an event, right? So game system has to matter, clearly. Duh. Yep. Waiting for the players pack and actually seeing what kind of event they're running. Because there's a pretty big difference between, hey, we're running just balls to the wall, take the, the most bullshit thing you can, versus we're here to just, you know, sing Kumbaya. But work out where you sit, I suppose, in that thing, what you want to do for this game. And it might change between games too. You might play one game because you just want to fucking, you know, do stupid shit and play another game because that's the game you play hard. Um, that's the thing, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, make, make sure you can get there. Uh, <laughs> get a leave pass. Beg the, 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 the family. Um and I suppose, you know, that comes into the prioritization piece. How many tournaments can you go to? How many things can you go to? Which one? Which ones are you going to beg, borrow, and plead and, and accumulate brownie points to get to? Exactly. Um, but then we decide. And then, uh, you know, I think it really does fall down to the why are you going? Are you going just to play games? Are you going to win games? Are you going to paint some new shit? Are you going because it's a deadline and it will get you to do something? Are you going to learn the game? All, All of those are viable options. Yep. De- definitely. Cool. All right. So we know why we're going. List building kind of falls off the back of that, right? It's either... Mm-hmm. It, but I, I feel like in, in most cases... You've got to put a pin in it at some point, right? So you make a list, you enter it, and you go, fuck, now I've got to do that thing, and I've got to work out how it works, and I've got to get the shit painted, and uh, and hopefully you've done a little bit of the pre-thinking around that. Um, on the hobby thing, I guess that there is a plan, you know, how how, how bullshit do you want to go? That Definitely, is, yep. That is a thing. Um, and then how much time do you have, to, and how long can you leave it? before the day, before you start. Yeah, exactly right. Sometimes I like to leave it until the very, very last minute just to challenge myself. Yeah, I mean, it's it's personal achievement, right? I painted this in 24 hours. Exactly. Not because I only had 24 hours. I had three months, but fuck that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, And... and then again, it, it's it's the how bullshit you want to go and how much time you've got and can you fit the bullshit into the time for the the, the painting thing. Um, 
the gaming prep and I suppose the piece I've always neglected. I I was the person that was like, no, I can't play games because I have to paint because I've overcommitted. <laughs> but if you can play games, yeah. Yeah. Practice, learn your list, make mistakes, learn from them, make what? cheat sheets or whatever you want to do. The cheat sheet thing, it's genius. Um I really should do it, but I'm not going to. Uh, I remember rocking up to tournaments and people are like, it's got, you know, step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do this. Because otherwise they, and every single step turn they went. profit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought that was step three. Yeah. <laughs> um, You've got to watch out too. Sometimes the cheat sheets turn into a novel and you spend more time reading than actually playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's the, a the step in this whole process around learning how to, concisely take information and put it into it. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Learn how to design infographics. Um, <laughs> PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> oh, dear. What's your army list? Here's a PowerPoint presentation. Can you please do that? For the t- <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking animations and slide transitions and all. Oh, it'd be the best. And then all you need is the final slide where it does some bullshit animation that spins in in some kind of 1993 thing and then it's just a picture of the Bellacore model with just kill this guy. Um, <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I want someone to do that. <laughs> Uh, uh, why are we playing Tournament Utopia Edition? Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. That's glorious. All right. I think I think we, we've nailed it, right? We, we know what we're doing. I mean, I haven't done this forever. I, <laughs> I can't remember what it's like. Um, so it's just nice to actually talk to someone who's like, no, this is what I'm doing and, you know, this is the hell that I'm living. And I chose this because <laughs> the tournaments are good. Exactly right. And that's the thing. They are. They're, they're amazing uh, ways to learn the game, to meet new people, to, to challenge yourself. And for me, as I say, it's a, it's a hobby deadline project. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets me in the mood to actually make, create. and I, I get a lot of inspiration from other armies that I see on the tables as well. Um, and that's what I take into the next tournament after that. I love that bit about tournaments where you rock around and it's like you just it, it's that bit at lunchtime when you are theoretically voting for the the best painted quote unquote um but it's just like it might not be the best painted thing but you see so many just cool ideas and stuff you're like i'm gonna steal that and yep. and that's really cool and you get, it's the inspiration thing exactly yeah but no 100 if you ever thought of playing a tournament before but thought uh, maybe I might not do it because I'm not that good or anything like that, that's bullshit. Just go ahead and play it and actually just have a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And I think this really speaks to the different kinds of people that attend a tournament. And I feel like there is a risk with the internet being what the internet is um, where, yep. oh, where it's just – People are like, no, you go to a tournament because this is what you do at a tournament and this is how it works. But that is such, you know, one, like it's such a, a, a faction yes. of of the, the vast, like 90% of the people you meet at a tournament, you're not going to hear from on the same Facebook group that you're in or the same bloody Discord channel that you're in, right? Not and that's the best bit about it. Yeah. You get to meet so many other nerds. <laughs> exactly. I think, I think a good thing for, for tournaments, they're – 
they're a good thing, obviously. We, we've talked about that. Um, but, you know, manage your expectations. Go in, go, right, this is what I want to achieve out of the day, whether it's, you know, I want to try and win or I want to pull off this play or I just want to have fun. But, you know, have fun. Don't, you know, don't let it get to you if things go wrong. Uh, everyone's there to have a good time, so let's have a bit of fun with it all. And even if, like, you go into a tournament with an objective or a goal and that goal doesn't work, like, meh. Um, like, I feel like that's probably the piece that if people go in with an expectation that they are going to win X percentage of games or they're going to finish so far in rankings or they're going to do a thing, right, and that doesn't work, that's where you've got the the potential and to to be disappointed. About the day. So I feel like there's two parts here. One is, again, sounding very work, realistic goals, people. Um, But two, um, specific, measurable, achievable. No. Um, But but two is like you can change up. I have been at tournaments that I thought I was actually going to do relatively well at and I did not do relatively well at. And you get to sort of the, the third game, you're like, well, this isn't working, so... I'm going to see how many times I can do this thing with this model. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, pretty much it. Work is exactly the same as sex, so good work. If they go in there with expectations, then you'll have fun. <laughs> Don't your expectations. This is the advice I give to everyone I have ever had a relationship with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's 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 a thing. Um, I think I've seen that PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> I think I think that's probably a good spot to wrap it up. <laughs> I got two guys. Jace is broken. I'm absolutely doing like the little thumbnail picture for the episode just with any questions in Comic Sans. Um, Beautiful. Papyrus. Oh, we're going down a font rabbit hole right now. Anyway. All right. There are, if you're at all interested in tournaments after listening to this drivel, um, (laughs) there are plenty coming up, like we said. I mean, uh, we've got. I'm assuming GTO is probably sold out. No, still there's a few tickets. Still got a couple. Um, So there's GTO. There's, like we said, uh, Throw the Dice has got a couple. They've got Conquest coming up. Um, Warhammer Fantasy. Mayhem is coming in September. There may or may not be a couple of other events announced in the near future. But jump on board, people. Have a bit of fun. Enjoy them for what they are. So much stuff. And I mean, you broaden outside Geelong because we've really only spoken about Geelong events, but you broaden out Geelong and it's a good day trip. And you you get a couple of mates in a car and you drive up and you you talk shit and you debrief on games on the way back. That's glorious too. So, you know, there is pick a game, any fucking game, and there is a tournament. Yeah. Done. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for listening. Give us a follow. Facebook, Podbean, Twitch, Twidbean. Don't follow us on OnlyFans. We've got our OnlyFan. Yay! 
Um, as ever, thank you to our Patreons for, for supporting us and helping us do giveaways and events like Paint It Brown, which is still got a couple of weeks left if you want to get an entry. Plenty of time to paint a model. Or another one. Or another one. Jump on our Discord, check out all the details in there, or just jump into Discord, have a bit of a chat with some very strange people that yeah, may or may not be very similar to the people you've just listened to. Um, and as ever thank you very much to our thoughtless patreons highest of the high the lowest of the low alice kingsley clinton yeah thank you no worries at all just remember people the more money you pay the more you can actually be on a podcast with these guys so good work (laughs) oh now you're setting a precedence we're gonna have to get alice and clinton on next Uh, alice and kingsley i'll come back on a second time that's fine they're gonna have to they have to pay right we started a, what we've done is start a bidding war. <laughs> well, on that note, thanks, Clinton, very much for joining us, mate. Thanks for having us, guys. Cheers, oh, man. This was good fun and a long overdue chat Definitely. about shit that we know nothing about. <laughs> Appreciate it. Laters. Catch ya. Oh, man.